This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Good news, Heels, because one of our favourite and uh, greatest Paralympians is back. Two-time Paralympic gold medalist Curtis McGrath has answered the challenge. He's going to come back and do it all again after winning gold in 2016 and then backing it up to defend in 2020. He's decided that the competition is too much. He needs to get back and compete again, and he's joining us on the line. Curtis, thanks for your time, mate. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Mate, is it you know who's bug? you yeah. know who's most disappointed he's not here today, Curtis. It's Paddy. He loves yeah. you. He, he loves a, you because you got you got them into rickshaws. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a story he tells often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, well, you started you started this paddling gig in 2013 for fitness, and now it's turned into ten gold and silver world championship medals and three Paralympic golds. You're an absolute legend, mate. Yeah, it's been a bit of a journey, and um, yeah, I was using uh, sport and, and different activities and to, to aid my rehabilitation after getting injured in Afghanistan. So um, I've turned it sort of into something of a profession, and um, yeah, I, re- I really love the sport, and it's a it's a great great one for for most um, you know disabled people to get into as well. So it's um, it's nice to have that opportunity to get out out in the water, though it's bloody pissing down outside today. So it's a bit of fun. <laughs> now, Curtis, I mentioned in the intro, is it the fact that that challenge and the competition is at what is what's dragged you back to 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 take it up again and really and focus and put all your energy into it? I suppose it's a big step. Yeah, in a way, I like. I really love competing. Um, I think it's the best part of our sport. You know, getting to actually put it all together and finding that most athletes are in the pursuit of perfection and and trying to find that. And it's it's almost a you can't actually get it. It's always on mm. the horizon. You're trying to get close to it. You can't. It's a mirage. So having that sort of desire to to try and perfect things and make it really you know perfect is is you know, what you can all culminate into a race. So having that opportunity to get back in the boat and race again uh, on the weekend down in Sydney um, was really awesome to um, to get back there and, and feel the, the, you know, the, the nerves, the endorphins, the, the excitement. It was, it was good. And did you feel much rust? You, you know, you've had this year off and uh, you did well on Saturday, I think. How did you go on Sunday? Yeah, Saturday was... Uh, Saturday and Sunday, they were both pretty good. Um, good. Did everything I needed to do to get selected onto the the international team that heads over to World Cup in May. So um, it was good. Um, the rush was there. I did feel a little bit inadequate in terms of my fitness because I'm only been back in the boat for about four weeks. So um, yeah, we had one of the my main competitors over from New Zealand to race against, and uh, I, I managed to beat him just in the 200. But it was you know a, a photo finish and. It's not usually my style to, to have it that close. So, um, But it was great to have some competition. You know, when you went over the line this time, did you go straight over the line? Or were you going all <laughs> over the shop like you did in, when was that, Tokyo? Yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely straight this time. The, the lanes are a bit bigger in Penrith um, just due to the rowers using it. But, um, yeah, it managed to fix all that stuff up. And um, yeah, it, like I said, uh, when it happened, it was just, 
you know, an incident that you know mismanaged the the turnings and the and the timing of everything, and you know you, know, you live and let learn. So uh, you move, <laughs> yeah, you you adjust and, and make it better. Well, Curtis, of course, uh, Brisbane and Southeast Queensland have got the Olympic Games in 2032, which we're all looking forward to, Olympic and Paralympic Games, I should say. And the reason I mentioned that, we, we spoke on this program last year about the Paralympics and the opening of a new venue here in Brisbane opposite Suncorp Stadium. And the comment was made that um, though a lot of our athletes that will compete at the Paralympics here in Brisbane in 2032 haven't had their accident yet. And that really struck yeah. a chord with me. It, it, it's a it's a pretty um, interesting thing to think about with the, the Paralympic Games. You know, I could rock up in Paris even, and an athlete right now might not be a Paralympic contender. They might not be eligible, um, mm. you know, and it's being, being a person living with a disability, you know, we're in an exclusive club that any person become, can become a part of. And I think that's important to remember when we're, designing things, building things, um, you know, making policies and, and things like that, that, you know, it, it's this club that anyone can become part of at any time. And usually it's, you know, unintentional. And that's just the, the way of society and the way of life. And, um, you know, the Paralympians can come out of the woodwork and whether they got experience or just want to try something new and they find themselves, you know, down the, down the path of elite sport and becoming a Paralympian. So it, it's an amazing sort of opportunity for for people living with disability but also you know not every person living with a disability wants to become a Paralympian they just want to do sport and enjoy it like everyone else does so Mm -hmm. and that's you know one of those things that we need to think about when we you know see an athlete that's living with a disability you know that person might have just gone down a path and found themselves quite talented at it but not every person needs to be lining up in the green and gold or wherever they're from uh, as a Paralympian so but the Brisbane yeah. Games is going to be an amazing opportunity for, for so many young people out there. You know, you've got eight and ten-year-olds that could be our, our shining stars. Yeah, we're getting better at it, aren't we? Um, and in in normal sport, and you know, I think our recreational side of things has to you know get stronger as well and stay popular. I loved how you described your your um, evolution from Rio, where it was all a, it was more about finding yourself and what you could do. Mm-hmm. Then on to Tokyo, which became more about performance and that excellence you talk about, and then Paris. You're looking forward to Paris to, to be in front of your friends and family watching you go, which they couldn't do in Tokyo. Yeah, that's right. It was definitely an evolution, and not to say that Rio wasn't a, a like a performance orientated activity. It was just for me personally. That's how I felt. That's how I saw it. Mm. Um, and you know, I had a lot of people to help me get there, and I think that's a, an important thing to remember about. You know, going through an injury, let alone trying to get to the, the Paralympic Games and having that you know, amazing sort of opportunity, but also to perform at the highest level. There's, there's so many elements to it and, and it all comes together. So um, Tokyo, you know, I, I had the other opportunity to, to do another event, the Outrigger Canoe or the V1 as it's called in my sport. And having that opportunity to race two boats um, was, was really cool because I felt a little bit underdone in Rio, I sort of got off the water and I was like, oh, that was 84 seconds of excitement, but now it's all over. So it'd be nice to do another sports or another event. So I was lucky to have that added to the program. Well, mate, it's great to have you back. Um, I asked this boring question of all Olympians and Paralympians that I get the chance, uh, the uh, pleasure to speak to. Um, where do you keep your Paralympic gold medals? 
Um, one, my Rio medal is actually at the Australian War Memorial at the moment. It's um, currently in storage because they're renovating and doing up their new amazing hall. That'll be uh, really cool to see once it's finished. Uh, and then the two Tokyo ones, I think they're in my suitcase at the moment um, because I just got back from Sydney and I haven't unpacked properly. Um, so uh, they're still there. Um, I went and did a, a school talk in Barrel down in New South Wales at, at um, King's College down there or King's School. So it was it was great to be able to share that story with some 11 and 12-year-olds. So get around, get them to touch it and feel it. A lot of people are a little bit sensitive about what they do with their medals, but um, I'm like, you know, if you can see it, you can be it and uh, might as well get a, get a hand on it. So... Yeah, um, well done. Pretty cool. Well done. I hear that in your year off, you you learnt to ski. Like, how yeah. was that for you, and the challenges of it? Um, I, I said it to my, my wife. I said it was probably the most fun I've had in in a long, long time. You know, I, I do an amazing sport, and I love my sport. But it becomes when your hobby or, or your your um, I don't know your, your exercise that you enjoy so much when you do it so often it becomes a bit more of a chore a bit more of a job so having the opportunity to to get out on the snow is what I I used to do a bit of snowboarding when I was growing up and and used to ski every year so um, to get back out on the slopes and and see other Paralympians as well I got to see Sam Tate um, from uh, down down that way and he showed me you know how 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 amazing that that sport can be um, mm. But, you know, I, I often get, I got asked, you know, would you go to the Paralympics? I was like, hell no, you've got to have giant testicles to do that sport. <laughs> um, it, it, is, it is fast and scary and the risks are yeah. right there in front of you. So it, it was pretty fun, though. Oh, great stuff, mate. Thanks uh, for having your chat and good luck. And hopefully we'll chat again down the track as we get closer to Paris. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers for having me. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Curtis McGrath.